This is the Nearside Low Podcast, brought to you by Missouri Water Polo. For all highlights, scores, and updates, please visit www.mowaterpolo.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at Nearside Low, or Instagram at Nearside Low underscore podcast. And we are back, the Nearside Low Podcast, with one of your hosts, Charlie. <laughs> and I'm Ray. And our other host, Ray. Uh, welcome back, folks. Uh, we told you we'd bring you uh, something every week, or at least we'd try to, and here we are on a beautiful, dreary Sunday night, getting a little recording in. Hopefully, Ray, I'll be uh, able to get this released by Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, and uh, yeah, lots to talk about, I think. We had a uh, pretty action-packed Friday and Saturday, which we will uh, which we'll get into. Um, so anyhow, uh, let's look at this. First and foremost, I, you know, Ray, I don't know if we officially had a question of the week last week, did we? I mean, uh, we well, yeah, not, not yeah, not really. We didn't get any tweets back at us, so we'll just pretend like we, we didn't. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, and so uh, we're talking about video feeds. Now I know on Saturday uh, because I needed to get my water polo fix. Uh, I was in communication with Lindbergh head coach Andy Butler because uh, I knew he was playing at Kirkwood. And my first question was, Coach, am I? Uh, are they allowing spectators? And, well, they were only allowing parents. So I said, okay, is there going to be a live video feed of the games on Saturday? Because we had, what, Marquette and Lindbergh, Kirkwood and Marquette, Lindbergh and Kirkwood. And he said, yeah, you got to search – uh, search this on YouTube or whatever, and, and I was able to find it, uh, and the video quality was awesome. And so my wife came home from walking, and she said, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I'm watching water polo on the big screen, honey." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so it was exciting. It was great to kind of kind of see the sport back at, back at it again. So uh, let's talk about that, Ray. Kind of question of the week: Tweet us your video feeds. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I'd like to get more. We'll talk about the uh, Rockwood game here in a little bit, but uh, I mean, I, I, it sounds like most places are trying to do it, and I know uh, Steve Adcock has been able to try and tweet out a couple of them. But um, for all those high schools, if you could tweet at us um, where your feed, where what your feed, where they can be seen, that way we can hopefully try and distribute them. I, I mean, I think one of the exciting things this year is we might be able to see some more games just by video games that we wouldn't normally watch. Just uh, having them out there so we've got oakville we got rockwood others tweet at us so we can get those out there it'll be great and parkway is budgeted for a, a scout coach so all of your video <laughs> feeds that you guys play we will have a coach that will watch all of them and write detailed notes about everything that you do just kidding <laughs> so new question of the week um ray uh you kind of had this one so i'm gonna let you take it away and i'll, I'll add on yeah so e- each week i find find out about another state playing in the spring that uh, normally does not play in the spring. So um, earlier we had talked about how Ohio was moving to the spring this year. Uh, Michigan's moving to the spring. Now Georgia is also playing the spring. California's got some games. Normally most of those teams are playing fall water polo. And were teams actually able to travel, I mean, it would allow for some pretty awesome competition. So our question this week is going to be, which of those states that normally don't play in the spring uh, if we were able to travel, would you be most interested in playing? I think the, the options uh, we'll throw out there are we'll throw out Michigan, uh, since they're normally in the fall, throw out California, we'll throw out Georgia, 
And uh, we'll, we'll throw in Hawaii as well. Hawaii is <laughs> also going to be uh, having some games this spring. So, oh, Ray, you oh, didn't hear we're, tra- we're traveling to Hawaii yeah, for a yeah, turn right, for right. spring break. <laughs> Where did the uh, budget for that come yeah. from? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, hey, we got a scout coach and uh, yeah, right. we're traveling to Hawaii. So, <laughs> yeah. well, now, Ray, do you think that by any chance, I mean, I feel like you're a little more connected to the water polo scene some outside of Missouri than I am. I mean, could this become a permanent thing for some of those states, you think? Or do you think they'll go right back to the fall? No, I, I, I think they'll go back to the fall. I, because I mean, it's been there's been shifting of other sports seasons as well. Um, but I mean, I from from my perspective, I, it would be awesome if if the water polo season was uniform throughout the year, kind of like football is across right. the country. Um, so I, I don't think it will stay, and unfortunately, I don't think we'll get to play some of these other teams. But um, just just in theory. So based off that question, the state I would say is Michigan, and the reason why is I mean, obviously, it'd be great to go play in California or Hawaii and some of these places, but I mean, we always talked about how, I mean, I'd love to see some of our, our schools play a, a Rockford team or some of the some of the schools up in Michigan. I think that would actually be a little bit more economically feasible. And uh, there's some really good polo, as we know, in, in that state. So I'd love to uh, see our teams play against them. Um, so that, that, would, that would be my pick. Cool. All right. Well, we will uh, we'll tweet that out and hope to hear from the uh, hope to hear from that huge fan base. Um, okay, uh, recap of the games. Ray, uh, I watched some of the games on Saturday at Kirkwood, um, and I noticed you wrote the score down for the Marquette Summit game on, I, that was a Friday night, wasn't it? Yeah, Friday. Yeah. So that was that was one of the first games back. I mean, that first game in a year, which is uh, was cool to see. There was some action on Twitter, people people commenting on that. Uh, Marquette beat Summit 13-6. to I just turned it on to see what was going on and watched a little bit of that game. Some Just some observations I, I noticed from early on were, I mean, some of the setup changes we talked about. So I saw Rockwood was sitting on the near side of the pool. Marquette was sitting on the far side of the pool. Um, so they, they never were on the same side of the pool when they were sitting down. Uh, as, we, as we talked about last week in the podcast, uh, some of the rule changes, I mean, I, I think one of the first possessions of the game, there was a turnover for not putting the ball into play after a foul. And I think, as we kind of discussed, there's going to be a lot of that early in the season just because teams aren't used to the new rules. But uh, I mean, it was good to see. I saw Steve Adcock was one of the refs on that game. And um, it was great to see some of that that being called just to get people into the the idea of following these new rules. But uh, I thought that was, that was an interesting game. Marquette uh, won that game, as I think was probably expected. But Coach, what what uh, what do you see from Kirkwood? Uh, well, Kirkwood, uh, it was kind of a doubleheader. You know, Marquette played Kirkwood and Lindbergh at some point during the day. Lindbergh, so on and so forth. So, I think the first match I was watching was Kirkwood against Marquette, um, and kind of going off what you said, I think both teams were on the same side of the pool. Um, it looked like kids were wearing masks on the bench. A lot of a lot of counter. Uh, back and forth, and, uh, you know, I mean, that's kind of what you, I feel like you'd expect, especially the first game of the year. All in all, though, it looked pretty good. So uh, I, I think Kirkwood ended up running away with that game from Marquette. And then later on, I think Lindbergh played Marquette, and then I, I popped back in to watch the Lindbergh-Kirkwood matchup, which was at, like, I think, 1 o'clock. Um, and again, another uh, lot of counter going back and forth, two relatively strong teams. Um, I think, you know, in the end, Kirkwood pulled away, um, and we obviously are, we have a guess later that will kind of tell us a little bit about the score and and that particular game so i won't i won't say too much but i was just excited to watch water polo again and and some of the kids on the screen i recognized um and you know you're, you're kind of getting antsy and excited and you know we're, we're obviously not playing until thursday but uh you know it kind of lit a fire back into me you know so one that i had 
that I had, uh, I, 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 you know, I was not involved in the club scene over the summer or the winter, really. So it's it's been a while. So uh, I'm pretty pretty pumped and um, super exciting to see those kids get to play on Saturday. And um, we've got a slate of games this week and spring break, and then things are really going to start, as we always like to say, gearing up after spring break. Um, so so that, those are my thoughts. Uh, Kirkwood had a, they did have a video feed, as I mentioned. I found it on YouTube by searching uh, Coach Pegler's last name. Um, is there, and my guess is they're uh, they're going to have a lot of those um, posted when they play. Um, and it was a great. Uh, the video was awesome, so it was, it was pretty easy to see. Cool, yeah. All in all, it was good. Um, you got anything else you want to add on that? Do, were you able to pop in on any of those or no? No, I, I was I was trying to trying to find it once uh, you told me about it, just to see how things were going. I, I, as I was searching on YouTube, I found some uh, videos that put up by Rez, the former Kirkwood coach from oh. like the early two thousands. Saw some. Some Mark Zalewski action, so it was wow. it was uh, it was pretty funny searching that on YouTube. Back but, to uh, your roots, Ray. Yeah, back yeah, right, to your right, roots, right. baby. <laughs> Gave back some terrible memories of Mark Zalewski just being right. able to score at will from wherever in the pool. But funny to see those videos. But uh, looking forward to seeing some more feeds up uh, pretty soon. All right, good, good, good. Uh, water polo in the news. I have not seen anything, Ray. I don't think you have either. We mentioned the KMOV bit uh, while I think at our last podcast, so that mm-hmm. was there. Um, and when we interview coach Pegler later, he does talk about, uh, there was something in swimming, swimming world magazine, uh, might be worth checking out. Uh, and then, uh, it's our old template, Ray, the fast break forum. Of course I went to STL today, today, I had to, had to turn off my ad blocker so that I could, I could actually actually decided clicked on, uh, forums, prep sports forum. And the lead, the lead tagline there was coach of the year. And I clicked on it. And it had absolutely nothing to do with water polo. So, <laughs> uh, anyhow, I thought maybe they were talking about Coach Penelia. But anyhow, uh, so there was really nothing there. And you know, I'm, you know, maybe it's going to become the running joke that <laughs> that every podcast we talk about the fast break forum. And oh God, Arch Card, wherever you are, we miss you. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Anyhow, so uh, moving on to. Oddball topic of discussion, kind of uh, a little bit different here, um, Ray. And I know um, I'm going to let you take that because I know you know a little bit more about this than I do. Yeah, so I was uh, I was talking to uh, Coach Summers from over at Marquette uh, this weekend, and he was he was mentioning how uh, when they went over to Summit, uh, some of the athletes on Summit were asking where uh, where his girls were, and I, I think it was interesting that he was remarking that uh, this year on his his JV teams, all boys and uh, his girls have their own own team, which is the first time that I've actually heard uh, that being able to happen. He's got seven, seven games for the girls to play in. And I think, I think that's a model that if we can replicate across the area will really help grow water polo. And it was was exciting for me. And I I mean, from the team perspective as well, I think it it makes sense because it gives the boys uh, the ability to, to really develop on JV and it gives the girls the opportunity to thrive in that setting as well. Marquette's got a really good girls team. And I, I mean, if, if we're having a girls championship, which hopefully we are, I, I mean, I'd probably pick them to be uh, the favorites. Um, it's, I mean, it's just, just cool. I, that was something I didn't realize was going on and uh, something that I just wanted to bring to everybody's attention. Cause I think it's uh, cool. All right. Games this week. Uh, the only game I've got circled Ray is Thursday uh, where Lindbergh is going to be, Coming to the Parkway West Natatorium. Yeah. And yes, the game is at West High. I think 
Uh, Lindbergh has some construction stuff going on at the pool where I don't know if fans would necessarily be able to have access to the pool and stuff. So, um, you know, I, and I tried, I, uh, I turned the gears. Are you sure you don't want us to come to Lindbergh? But uh, it's really out of Coach Butler and my hand. So we will be at West High. We're going to try and live feed the game. I don't know how that's going to work out because I've never done it before. So I guess we'll find out. But um, we're excited to welcome Lindbergh to a shallow, deep facility. Um, and that'll kick off kind of our spring break as we're off on Friday. So that's the game I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the one that caught my attention. A lot of the teams are getting into their first action this week, uh, depending on when spring breaks are over the next two weeks. Uh, most schools have at least a week hiatus. Uh, most of them seem to be next week, but um, there are, are a few this week as well. Um, I think that Thursday game is the most notable one. I know a little bit later, Coach Pegler is going to talk about uh, Kirkwood Oakville uh, coming up. Uh, this week as well, but um, we'll get we'll get really really get our chance to start seeing some of these teams and potentially how they how they match up with everybody else. Okay, uh, and we always like to wrap it up with our team of the week, right? Yeah. So who do we early, got? early 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 in the season? But I, I Kirkwood did have a good weekend uh, this weekend playing against Marquette and Lindbergh. Um, early season action, and as we talked about, a lot of counterattacks, but uh, definitely definitely strong showing for them uh, first weekend of the season. So, yeah, definitely. Maybe a Mo Water Polo poll team number one could be. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't Are we doing a poll this year? Do you know? Um, I have not heard. Uh, the last couple of seasons, uh, both Steve Adcock and Dave Jimenez were uh, instrumental in getting that set up. We will uh, we'll see around, see if maybe we can get something going there. Because, I, I mean, I always value coaches' opinion, and it always makes for good discussion. So we'll see uh, what we can do about that. It does, it does, it does. Okay, awesome. Uh, well, we have a special guest on tonight um, that obviously you'll you'll hear in a couple seconds here as we uh, as we tune out. But it is Coach Rob Pegler from Kirkwood. Uh, he has a strong uh, history in St. Louis, uh, coaching, refing, um, and obviously is playing a, a rather large role in trying to get uh, more girls water polo um, up and up and moving here in St. Louis and is currently the head coach of Kirkwood. So we chat with him for about 20, 30 minutes, I think just about uh, those kind of items and uh, excited to have him on. And we, uh, we hope you give it a listen. Ray, you got anything you want to add? I do not. All righty, folks, we will uh, hopefully talk to you next week. This is Charlie. This is Ray. And we are signing off. And Nearside Low Podcast, here we are, Charlie and Greg, and we have a special guest this Sunday night, and that is head coach Rob Pegler from Kirkwood and Lions Water Polo. Welcome, coach. Glad to have you on. Thank you, Charlie. I uh, really appreciate it. It's a pleasure to uh, be on the podcast. I'm a listener, too, so there. Are you? Wow. Well, that, is, that, is, that is good to know. Um, so as we always do with all our guests, you know, we like to get just a, you know, a minute or so, a little background on who they are and, and you know, how they got involved in water polo. And then we're going to obviously dive into the uh, club water polo scene because we know you're playing a pretty big role in some of that. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the high school scene right now because we know that you're you had a pretty good uh, pretty good Saturday, is my understanding. So uh, so take it away. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you. I'll, I'll keep it brief. Um... I uh, born and raised in St. Louis, uh, and the answer to the St. Louis question is Ladue, if you must know. <laughs> so, uh, and that's where I got my start in actually both swim and water polo. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to be a member of the team 
Uh, and now I'm dating myself, but you can do the math in 1973 that won the state championship uh, for water polo. And uh, the only time Ladue has ever won it. They've gotten close, as you guys know, uh, in other years. But uh, so that was that was very big. Uh, remember it to this day. Uh, and then started, uh, went to Wash U and, uh, for engineering, computer science, and I have a degree in computer science, and started refing uh, high school uh, and assigning refs. So I was, uh, as they say, Steve Adcock before there was Steve Adcock. Uh, and uh, did that. We had a great uh, number of schools playing at that time. So it, that those years were great. And then I moved to Minnesota, and I spent almost 20 years in Minnesota living up there. Uh, and the joke about water polo is uh, they still play it, but it's harder because the water is frozen and they call it ice hockey. Um, <laughs> moved back down to St. I have two daughters. They were born there. Moved back down to St. Louis. Uh, became a swim dad. Uh, both my girls were swimmers. Uh, they went to Lafayette and did very well. One went on and swam in college at the Division One level. She did really well. So uh, stayed involved in swim and water polo for all these, those years and then if you ask people outside of St. Louis, they know me as a mostly retired technology executive. So I spent uh, almost uh, 20 years at uh, VP and chief technology officer for a couple of companies. That was a lot of fun, but not doing that anymore. I, I have a consulting company, which I run, uh, but now I have time to devote to what I really enjoy doing, which is water polo and then swim and dive. So I coach at Ladue for swim and dive, done that for a few years. Uh, both boys and girls. And uh, and then last year, of course, the fateful year for high school polo, I was on Mike Clay's staff at Ladue, coaching as an assistant for him. And then, of course, we got shut down. Right. Uh, and that's how I uh, ended up at Kirkwood uh, this year. Got hired on about a month ago and uh, have been, uh, you know, great group of uh, athletes there and great support from the administration, but I'll stop there. That's, uh, that's plenty about myself, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, a long, long history there. And I think, uh, most recently, a lot of people have come to hear your name associated with Lions Water Polo, which right. is the new right. all girls club that, uh, started in the area. Talk a little bit about how, uh, you decided to start that club and what your motivation was for, uh, trying to get girls water polo going in St. Louis. You bet, Ray. So the primary motivation really was, believe it or not, what happened last year. Uh, last year, we had six high schools slated to play girls, and Ladue happened to be one of them. So we had three teams, you know, the normal varsity JV and, and then a girls team. We were very excited, had a number of girls coming out, uh, as did, again, five other schools, including Ladue. Uh, and then we got shut down. So the, uh, the staff at Ladue, uh, Mike Clay, Abby Vermeer was coaching at uh, that year, and Jake Jagosinski, and everybody calls him Coach Jay for all the obvious reasons. Uh, we decided to say, you know, amongst ourselves, what can we do to give these girls an opportunity to play? They have no high school season. So long story short, uh, I, I went to USA Water Polo. We formed the club. Uh, in early May of last year uh, and began to spread the word, the word that, hey, we have started a girls water polo club. It's a nonprofit, so we're keeping costs down, and we encourage girls to sign up and register uh, as USA Water Polo members and uh, you know, as part of the St. Louis Lions. Uh, lo and behold, by the time we started practicing in mid-August, we had 41 girls uh, from 10 different high schools that had signed up. Uh, and again, our primary motivation was to give the girls an opportunity to play against girls 
which they were slated to do at least six high schools in March, and it never happened. Uh, so filling a void, if you like. And, and we knew the demand was there. Uh, most of the girls uh, pr would much prefer to play against other girls and not on boys' teams. You know, a few do, and that's fine. And But uh, the vast majority of girls want to play against other girls. And when they heard about the Lions, they said, yeah, I want to try that. So that's that's how it got started. So you said uh, when you first started, 41 girls. Uh, right. So what, what age groups are in there? And of those 10 different schools, how many of them are, are from schools that traditionally have girls on their teams versus some of the private institutions that we haven't been able to really get water bowl teams going in? Uh, that's a great question, Ray. So when we started, and, and to this day, we have had girls as young as 10 uh, and as old as 18, you know, high school seniors. Uh, it turned out during the winter that over the winter break, we had some college grads come back. They registered with the Lions and we scrimmaged uh, in the winter. Uh, so, you know, 19, 20, 21 year olds. But that that age group, uh, again, you know, this is our first year of operation. We're starting out. Uh, so we've had a 10 year old, an 11 year old and a bunch of middle schoolers as well. Uh, and the, the question about the schools, Ray, almost all of them at the beginning were public high schools that well, I, I take that back. Uh, there, there was a couple of private schools as well that uh, you know played water polo. We now have a girl from Visitation Academy, for example, uh, that is on the Lions. And that's another kind of sub goal, if you like, is to get a lot of these private school girls that have no opportunity to play high school, uh, give them an opportunity to play, get used to the sport. Uh, and hopefully in the future, maybe some of the private girls' schools will uh, adopt water polo and offer it as a sport, just as they do swim and dive. And they've had great history with swimming and diving. But almost all the girls originally were from public high schools that sponsored water polo. And so over the last couple of months, what have you, what have you learned from starting this club? What, have, what are some things that you've, you've learned uh, from the girls about uh, their interest in playing polo that maybe you wouldn't have thought a couple of months ago? Well, I'll, I'll give you two things. Um, even though we knew we, you know, the staff of the Lions, the coaching staff and the directors too, like uh, Dave Miller is on our board of directors, Scott Summers, Andrea Bezant, uh, we knew there was this latent demand for girls water polo. Girls wanted to play water polo against other girls. Well, we were pleasingly, you know, uh, surprised and even shocked in a way to see just how strong that demand was. Uh, and not just in sheer numbers, but the sheer enthusiasm of the girls in the pool, getting a chance to play water polo, learning with other girls in the pool. Uh, it was just wonderful to see, uh, wonderful to coach as well. Uh, you know, they, they ate up information just right and left, uh, wanted to learn as much as they could at that time. So that was one factor that we actually underestimated, if anything, uh, the, the demand and the joy the girls felt, you know, playing water polo against other girls. Uh, the second thing was the amount of support we got from the outside community uh, and not just, you know, outside St. Louis wise, like we've had great support from, you know, Miguel and SLAP and some of the other, you know, uh, more established programs that have, you know, cheered us on, if you like, and helped us out. But nationally as well, uh, USA has helped out. Uh, and then yeah, you, you may know that we've got, you know, some recent really good publicity. We had an article in Swimming World about the Lions. We had the piece on KMOV about the Lions. So that was actually quite unexpected 
that, uh, you know, the, the outside world, if you like, has caught on to the fact that there is girls water polo now in St. Louis. Uh, and, you know, we're thrilled to have the Lions kind of uh, uh, as a big, big part of that. Okay, so where five years down the road, where where are we going to be? Is I mean, the club is obviously going to be healthy. Are you you hoping to travel with this team at times? Are you hoping that Misha adopts this as a as a fully sanctioned sport, like girls swim and dive? Like, what do you what do you see in the future? Well, uh, Charlie, I'd say yes to both. Uh, we certainly have plans to expand uh, both this summer, but to your point, in years to come, and. Uh, travel uh, to tournaments. You know, we are fortunate that uh, USA Water Polo is now starting to urge the states to open up and allow tournament play. Uh, There are tournaments going on in Texas. There's tournaments going on in Utah, for example. And uh, it is an intent of ours. We'll we'll see if it pans out. Uh, But we would love to take uh, the team, or actually teams, plural, you know, different age groups, uh, down to Texas to play this summer. And uh, we're in the beginning uh, steps of uh, trying to arrange that. So, yes, we want to travel. We want to take the girls to the levels that they can sustain. We've already had girls in the ODP program uh, for the Lions, which is great. Uh, And, you know, ODP holiday camp over the winter break. So, uh, and again, we have lots of beginning girls. We've got girls that are going on to play college. We have two right now. They're on their way to college uh, next year and playing women's water polo which is just fantastic. Now, to the larger picture, Charlie, five years from now, I would love to see not just the Lions thrive, but you know, more clubs in town adopt girls' water polo, have girls' teams, uh, and be able to you know, have a sustainable, let's say, four or five clubs in town, uh, and especially in areas that, uh, let's say, don't play high school now, like St. Charles County. There's a ton of girls out there that are in swim and dive, uh, very few, if any, involved in water polo. That's a, uh, you know, looking at it kind of as a business, that's a ripe area with a big market right, that's underserved. Right. Uh, and there's other schools as well that you could, you know, rattle off uh, that uh, might be able to adopt girls' water polo. So this synthesis of, you know, getting more clubs started. Yeah, if the Lions were 100 or 150 girls, that would be great. Uh, but we know very successful girls clubs like up in Chicago East Side, run by coach Jimmy Hurd. He has 80 girls right now on the roster. He started with eight. So we actually started in a, in a bigger uh, roster uh, and uh, with, I think, more potential to grow. Uh, and again, we know that there are over a thousand girls just in the metro area that participate in swim and dive at the high school level. Uh, and yet here's only, you know, five high schools playing polo. So there's a lot of room to grow. Right. Okay. So say I've got a daughter and I, I want her to play. How do I, where do I find out about you guys? Where, where should I sign up? Who do I need to contact? Sure. So uh, the, the easiest thing to do is contact us on our website. Uh, it's a big, long URL. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. STL Lions Water Polo, all one big word, stllionswaterpolo.org, O-R-G. Uh, that's the way everybody signs up. We started the website right away, uh, back in May when we started the club, lots of traffic on it, which is great. Uh, you could register on the site. You can donate again. It's a nonprofit tax deductible donations. You can donate on the site. Uh, and that's by far the best way to do it. Uh, and you know, all the girls have uh, adopted that and that's what we, we've been using now for, again, it'll be a year now in May. All right. Well, I mean, 
we always talk about girls water polo, but I mean, there's a lot of exciting stuff going on there and it's always, always great to hear. So want to move on now to, uh, the other, other thing we want to talk to you about is, is Kirkwood, uh, where Mm -hmm. you're coaching, coaching this spring. Talk about your motivations for taking that job and some of the things that excited you about being a head coach at Kirkwood this year. Sure. So, uh, very happy to, uh, to land the position if you like, uh, at Kirkwood. Uh, but it started with really a conversation between myself and Mike Clay. I think the world of Mike at Ledoux, he's been there a number of years, of course, great head coach. Uh, and, and at first, it was almost a running joke. It's uh, He would say, hey, Pegler, are you going to apply at Kirkwood? Uh, and I would say, well, I'm thinking about it, but I don't know. You know, I don't know if you know, I'm an older guy. Maybe they wouldn't hire me, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. So we would joke about that. And then the more I thought about it, the more I said, yeah, I think I'm going to apply. This could be a really interesting job uh, and a way for me to pay my experience forward with high school water polo uh, into a very well-established program. Uh, So long story short, I applied. They interviewed me. uh, The athletic director there, Corey Neslidge, is a great guy, very supportive of the program. So lo and behold, they hired me. uh, And uh, I started again, you know, five or six weeks ago with our first practices, uh, actually less than that, uh, February 22nd. Uh, it just seems like five or six weeks because we, we put a lot of work in already. I know, Charlie, I know you, you know the feeling there. So you put a lot of work in uh, preseason. But uh, yeah, and, and again, my motivation, it may sound altruistic, but I wanted to pay forward what I know about the sport, uh, low these many years, having coached it, having refed it. Uh, and the opportunity was there, again, at a at a great, you know, well-established high school, like you said, Ray, with great swim and dive. Uh, so uh, a very solid base to work from, a very supportive administration. And, uh, you know, they had a clean slate. They had no coaches at Kirkwood. So, you know, I was I was hired as the head coach, and now I have two assistants on board as well, which is great. And uh, we're, we're off and running and, and have a solid program there. I want to know what it's like to coach at an all-deep eight-lane pool. Yeah. <laughs> Is it nice? Well, I'll tell you what, Charlie, it's super nice. Uh, we are very fortunate to have that facility. It's, it's certainly one of the best in town, uh, and we love it there. And, you know, and, and I think the teams love coming there to play all deep oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and get the experience there. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with shallow deep, but playing all deep is a different world, and it's really kind of the way water polo should be played. We, we do our best with the shallow deep pools in town. I mean, I grew up playing in a shallow deep pool at Ladue, the little six-lane pit we had. <laughs> uh, and now, uh, you know, Ladue has a much nicer facility now uh, for these years. But, uh, yeah, uh, eight-lane all deep, uh, I highly recommend it. So, Coach, what do your numbers look like this year? Um, and, and then I know Jared Hankinson's helping you coach right. as your other assistant. Yep. Right. So my other assistant, we just hired her, is Sydney Walsh. Uh, she played on the, uh, the, you know, the very, very strong nationally ranked Lindenwood women's uh, team for several years. Uh, now, unfortunately, shut down. You know, Dave Miller was running a great program there, both men and women. Uh, and unfortunately, Lindenwood pulled the plug. Uh, so uh, Sydney was available to coach. So we literally just hired her a couple of days ago. Kind of breaking news, if you like. Uh, so we, we've got, uh, I'm blessed with that staff. It's just great. So we have 26 on the roster right now. So uh, roughly evenly divided between varsity and JV. So we have, you know, good deep teams on both levels and they're, they're making lots of good progress. And then talk, uh, talk a little bit about your, your thoughts on your, your team this year. Obviously when we have a 
Coach on me like to hear what they, what they think of of their team. I know uh, number there's a couple returning players on Kirkwood this year, but um, right. and and you got a chance to play this weekend. Talk about those games and uh, what you're what you're looking for in your team moving forward. Sure. So uh, again, we're we're happy to have you know 26 deep. Uh, there are several seniors on this team, uh, seven in fact, and uh, again they got a chance to play freshman and sophomore year, not junior year, as we know, but uh, freshman and sophomore year. And, uh, you know, some of them have played club for several years, which is great, you know, great experience learning at that level. Uh, so uh, on the other hand, we have six or seven freshmen, uh, which is always good to have, you know, uh, uh, all but one on the JV. We have one on the varsity, and he's a very good player. Uh, but uh, as you know, and Charlie, you know this full well, the freshmen are the key to year's future. Uh, you know, now seniors are now freshmen are future. So we have some of both, which is wonderful. The kids work really hard in the pool. Uh, you know, I'm teaching them some things maybe they didn't know before, but a lot of them have, you know, good experience. And Charlie, you know this. I think there are three factors that come into play uh, for, you know, a water polo team and the eventual outcomes that are possible. You know, one is depth. One is talent and the other is experience. Uh, and we're fortunate to have uh, a good dose of all three uh, this year. You know, years are different. Seniors, you know, leave the program. Freshmen come in. So it goes up and down. But uh, uh, we did quite well over the weekend. Uh, we, we played a couple of good teams. We played Marquette and Lindbergh and uh, beat Marquette 22 to 8, beat Lindbergh 13 to 2. I'm a defensive-oriented coach, so we spend quite a bit of time doing that. I was very pleased with the way they played defense. Now, like all high school teams, we have things to work on, of course, and uh, and we will continue to do that. Uh, but uh, the, uh, the the kids are, are very enthusiastic. They wanted to get it in play. We had the doubleheader scheduled, so they got to play you know two games in a day, and they were good and tired after that, but that's okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we did well and uh, executed a lot of things correctly. Some things not uh, so correctly, but uh, we'll work on those. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm actually quite happy with uh, not just the weekend, but uh, the program in general and how hard they're working. So, uh, Rob, any in the next couple of weeks, any any games you're, you're looking forward to or any things you're looking forward to the next, next uh, few weeks? Well, yeah, I, the, uh, the interesting thing about March and polo is that, you know, spring break kind of happens right in the midst of it. Uh, so we have uh, uh, another game on the schedule. We get Oakville on Thursday. They're coming to our place. They have a, they have a good deep squad this year, and Coach Brett does a great job at Oakville. Uh, and then we get our, you know, spring break, so you get the break in there. But I'll tell you what, right after that, uh, it's starting to get, you know, chock full. Most of the games, as you know, are in April. Uh, the, the bulk of the uh, conference schedule. And uh, we have basically all our Red Division conference games in April. Uh, and then I think we have one in May as well off the top of my head. But uh, they're going to be very competitive, uh, I think, uh, you know, that division. And it's, it's, it's a bit of a wild card this year because of last year and nobody played and not quite sure, you know, where teams are. But if the Kirkwood team is any example, the enthusiasm and, the, you know, the desire to get in there and play and, and do well is very strong this year because of what happened last year. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to basically playing everybody in the red division. And there's a whole bunch of teams under that, too. 
that are going to be good competition as well. So uh, I think it's going to be a really fun year. Uh, again, once we get into April, it's going to be really action-packed. We'll play, you know, two, three games a week uh, for uh, four or five weeks in a row and then, you know, into the districts and the uh, end-of-the-year tournament. Go ahead, Ray. You got anything else? Yeah, no, I yeah. I, I do not. Thanks, thanks again, yeah. Rob, for coming Oh, you tonight. bet. I, my I, pleasure. I appreciate it. As we've talked about, I mean, it's great having uh, you and our, our community again and uh, working you. to build girls water polo. I mean, I've that's been something we've talked about on here for a while. And I know um, a number of people in our community from Colleen Lishway to Miguel Figueres right. have all been very right. instrumental in that process as well. But yeah. um, that's that's central to growing water polo in our area. And I'm hoping maybe this year we'll have a, have a girls championship game or at least a, a tournament, um, which is Absolutely. great to see. So you thank bet. you. Awesome. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. <laughs> All righty. This is Charlie. This is Ray. And we are signing off.